welcome back, double teamed fam. How are we doing today? Uh, today we welcome Jeff Gunther, licensed professional counselor, also known as uh, Therapy Jeff on TikTok and Instagram. Nikki and I have been following him for quite some time, so we are just tickled pink that you're here with us today. Hello. Hello. How you doing? We're good. How are you? And you actually have your own podcast, right? I do have my own podcast. I actually uh, don't listen. I just follow your content. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Moment of truth here. I'm starting a new podcast too. Oh, really? Uh, oh. At the beginning of the year. Ooh. That's going to sync up with my book that's going to come out in July. Nice. Okay. Yes. What's the name of the podcast? Yeah. My current podcast is called This Changes Everything. The new podcast will be called Big Dating Energy, which is the same name as the book that's coming out. Oh, I love that. Big that's Dating good. Energy. Yes. Do you have Big Dating Dating Energy? Uh, you know, I have, let, well, hold on. Let's define big dating energy because I, I. Yes. Am, how do you define that? Yeah. How do you define big dating? I energy? haven't tried to define it yet. This okay. Is the first time I'm actually like talking about the title of my book, so uh, I should have defined it probably at the very beginning of the book. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, it's a play on like big dick energy, yeah, yeah. But big dating energy, and so I feel like who's the celebrity that you think of when you think of big dick energy? Pete Davidson. What? Who? <laughs> what? Did you say Henry Cavill? <laughs> is that his name? I don't, right? even, I don't even know who that is. Oh, uh, the guy that plays The Witcher. Yeah. Oh. I think of uh, Pete Davidson just because everyone's... Of course you do. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that is the correct answer. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, but your answer is great too, Thank you. I imagine. Um, so I, I feel like it's somebody who like really loves to get out there and meet lots of people. Like I'm somebody who likes to go on first dates. Mm -hmm. I love a first date. Why are you giving me that face? No, no, no. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm contemplating how I am right now. So. <laughs> I'm preparing my answer. I love a first date because it's exciting. It's a little anxiety provoking. You don't yes. know what's going to happen. Yeah. Where like the first date is going to go. If it's going to turn into a second or third date. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's going to be a long term relationship if that's what you're looking for. Maybe just something sexy and casual. So like there's sort of like endless possibilities. I know a lot of people that hate going on first dates. Mm -hmm. So I feel like part of big dating energy is probably somebody who really enjoys going on that first date. I then would, I would say yes, I yes. have big dating energy. I actually love first dates. Do you? I think they're so fun. They are so fun. And okay. back when I used to be on the dating apps and I would just like, you know, paint the town red, like I loved the opportunity to, <laughs> I hate saying this, but talk about myself. <laughs> you fucking know. Because, well, no, I, because it always kind of like, um, at least for me, it like served as like a good reminder of like my journey mm. when you're talking about it. And I love learning about other people's journeys as well. And then I think, I guess like for me, first dates was like always a reminder that like everything's fine. You're having fun. This is fun. Like you're getting to know someone else's story. You get to hear how like other people have also had like, you know, their own sure. struggle. Like it almost kind of like humanized a lot of things for me if that makes sense yeah it, it yeah. can be like a really vulnerable experience yeah. yeah um i also enjoy talking about myself oh good okay uh, <laughs> so i'm not a narcissist <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little <laughs> but maybe like you know you have like a healthy amount of narcissism inside yeah. of you we all do to a certain degree um i agree but there's also like you got to ask the questions, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're not interested in your date, then it probably doesn't go very well. Usually there's like the, did you ever have like first date stories of like, this is a story I'm going to tell about myself every single time I go on a first date? Uh, 
I, I mean, feel like my story has changed so much. Yeah. So it's always, I feel like, especially on first dates, I always sound like, okay, she's in the middle of getting her shit together. Got it. <laughs> so yeah, so. for me, people always ask about like how we started the pod and that's yeah. probably my go-to. That's a good I point, assume yeah. you probably get a lot of questions about like your social media and all of that. I do. It's been really different, like dating before therapy, Jeff, and yeah. dating after therapy, yeah. Jeff. Yeah. It's been really fucking annoying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh no. Why is uh, that? At first I was like, I'm into this. You all know me i feel like a internet celebrity yeah uh, and you are yeah and i yes i am so you should think <laughs> that way about me mm -hmm. um but there's like this weird sort of well actually first of all there's fake therapy jeffs on dating apps oh like on hinge and bumble so if i ever signed up for hinge or bumble my profile would get flagged immediately because people would be like this is fake therapy jeff this oh, wow. isn't who they really are so then i would get flagged and i would get oh, shit. shadow banned and i'd have to like contact yeah, somebody yeah. at hinge or bumble or whoever and be like i'm the real person please stop mm -hmm. doing this um but there's always usually like a power dynamic when i go on a first date yeah uh, where like they are projecting something onto me. They mm. think I'm like an amazing dater and I'm just like a regular normal person that has imperfect imperfections and flaws. Yeah. Um, and they're like really excited to meet me, which is cute and endearing, but also like, let's just get to know me as a person. Yeah. yeah. Do you experience that at all? I definitely think that like, I have a great answer to this, but you oh, go first. Uh, well, what I was going to say was a lot of times when I would get on the dating apps, you know, I would, I had like my podcast on the, like the cover art on the dating app. So then mm. if, of course people would ask about it and then they'd go listen to an episode or two or three or whatever before we had a date. And then they'd come in and they would like automatically just assume that I'm just like this. Cause I mean, we talk a lot about sex. We talk a lot about like our, you know, we're very open about everything. And so then they automatically assume that like I'm down to fuck. I am super like open to just about anything. Um, you you already have consent, you know? Mm. So it's like, I, I definitely found that to be like a thing sometimes where it's like, well there, mm -hmm. I still need time to get to know you before I jump in bed with you. Yes. So I, yeah, something like that is what I've experienced. That's exactly the reason why I'm not on them. Mm. Yeah. Because, and I realized this the other day when I was um, talking to one of my play partners about it, the reason I stopped, um, being on dating apps is because if they, you know, if we started talking about my podcast, which if they ask me what I do for work, that's immediately going to be brought up. Um, or if they ask for my Instagram and then they see it through there, I don't put the podcast or I didn't put the podcast on my dating profile. But if they found it before we even hung out, um, I feel like there would just be so many assumptions already made about me based on just the content that we put out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I was like, hmm. This, I don't I don't want to be on dating apps because I'd rather meet someone in person and they get to know like who I am before they're right. like seeing a clip about, you know, me liking a certain type of, I don't know, lube or anal <laughs> or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's I was going to ask for you, do you get a lot of because your content is all very like, um, you know, about ways that you can, you know, gauge certain things or like you know, questions to ask yourself, questions to ask your partners, da, da, da. and like, they're all from, I think, very healthy perspectives. So like, do they automatically like assume that you're just this like super healthy? Oh my God. Yeah. Like I've got everything together. I'm going to yes. communicate perfectly. Everything's yes. going to be like, you're on a pedestal. I'm amazing, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not like as amazing as you yeah. might think that I am. And I also have like, 
I've done things that are not okay. and I've made mistakes. Mm -hmm. I've cheated before. There is like, if I ever talk about that time of like, I made this mistake, I cheated, I felt horrible about it. Then all of a sudden it's just like, oh no, therapy Jeff actually did a cheat. Like this is horrible. Now you're not like uh, fitting our projection that we're putting on you. And I, so there's like a really long like fall from grace that happens. (laughs) Um, Yeah. yeah. And I, I think I'm like a good person to date. And I am good at communicating and I understand, you know, how to like create healthy relationships. But once I get in a relationship and that dynamic starts to play out, then I get triggered just like everybody else, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and yeah. I'm just sort of like a little messy and like we all are. I was going to ask, how do you consider yourself as like a lover, not just a dater, but like as a lover? As like a lover. In like bed, in a relationship. Like, well, in bed or in a relationship. Like what? How is that different from like dating Jeff? Yeah, I mean, it's tricky because sometimes I might go out on a date or I might like hit the dating scene being like, I'm just looking for like more of a relationship long term ish sort Mm -hmm. of thing. Uh, And sometimes I'll just be like, I want to like mess around, find Mm -hmm. something casual. And me like Jeff as a lover is somebody that like is uh, likes to like play with the energy, teases a little bit, um, is really fun and cute and playful. While, like, maybe, like, relationship Jeff is somebody that's sort of, like, taking things really slow, being really thoughtful. I mean, I'm thoughtful even if I'm, hopefully, even Mm -hmm. if I'm being a lover. Um, This is all very similar to me. Oh, is it? Yeah, because I find that, like, when I'm dating, I'm, like, more, like, fun and flirty and, like, you know, very, like, uh, I don't know. It's kind of very carefree energy. And then, like, you know, in bed, it's very similar. But then when it comes to dating, then all of a sudden... I don't, maybe it's my avoidant attachment style. I don't know. But it starts to show up. And then all of a sudden I'm like, let's slow down. Let's pull back. Let's soften this. Yeah. It's a little less carefree and it's a little bit more. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm so different. What are you like? <laughs> when I'm dating and when I'm, you know, just in my little single, going to go on a date energy, I'm like, I'm more carefree and very much like, no, I don't want to say guarded. But then when I'm in a relationship, I'm like latched on like, like a koala bear. Yeah, like a koala bear. <laughs> like I do not want to leave <laughs> this situation. I am walking with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to it's fun to just kind of like keep it casual and, and mm-hmm. hook up a bit. But the problem that I have with that is that I default into like we might have a casual relationship or having a lot of fun. And then I slip in there like tell me your deepest fears. Like, I'm yeah. just like, I really want to get in there and figure out who you are. And then there's an attachment, like even more of an attachment that's created. So it's something that I'd have to be like, I have to be mindful about it and yeah. not get too deep Yeah, emotionally. Um, do you have Scorpio like, placements? Yeah, I was going to ask you have Scorpio placements. <laughs> do you know your chart? I do. <gasps> but uh, yeah, I'm no, there's no Scorpio. Oh, what wow. is your, do you know, what's your son? Well, my sun sign is a Capricorn. Okay. Yeah. I knew that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a Taurus rising and a Virgo moon. Wow. All earth. I, I can see that. I have so much Capricorn. What's um, your Venus in? Capricorn? Libra. Ooh. I love <laughs> Venus in Libra. Okay. Venus uh, is in Libra right now as yeah. of today. Oh, there you go. So there's like a, a good amount of Libra, but mostly earth signs. So I'm like very organized, stable, secure, stubborn, but only because I'm right about everything. (laughs) 
There's so the, the Capricorn. <laughs> no, that's also the Virgo in the Taurus. Actually, all the Earth signs are very like. Uh, we're yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really lean into the earthy stuff. I feel like I identify or connect more as like a Taurus than a Capricorn. Um, mm, mm-hmm. And as a Capricorn that has like a lot of like earthy signs in my chart, I feel like I really leaned into trying to figure out how to be really emotional mm. and vulnerable instead of like logical and rational, which I kind of like naturally skew towards. That's probably the Libra, the Libra place. Yeah, I was going to uh, say that Venus and Libra is really helping all that Capricorn. In. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you, don't, you two don't have, do you have like the same exact chart that mm-hmm. it, you do? So the only difference would be the degrees. So because she's 15 oh, degrees okay. Aries rising and I'm 17 degrees Aries rising. Oh. And then our midheaven and ICs are also, um, I think I'm. <coughs> but your midheaven's in 19. a Capricorn degree and my midheaven's in a Cancer degree. Yeah. And so that I use, definitely shows. Yeah. <laughs> I use it? the I use the degree uh, theories to like differentiate our charts. Okay. Yeah. And do you know like who was, who came out first? She did. And did your parents hide that from you or did they tell (laughs) was that like part of your story from a long time because because parents are now like really questioning whether or not they should tell their twins who came out first what and there's also like some folks are like actually the one who like came out first is the one who helped the first one come out so like they should actually be the older one because they helped push you out do you that would track for us (laughs) everyone always thinks she's the the Everyone thinks one. I'm the oldest. Yeah, okay. probably just because I think you just you give off more mature energy, and I give off more like fuck it energy. <laughs> um, she's ten minutes older. She was out first. Ten yeah. Minutes. And yeah. does that does it feel like? So it seems like older sibling energy. Do you feel that? And do you feel younger sibling? Energy? No, I feel no, younger. Okay. Sibling I feel older. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's okay, why the little push theory. Yeah, I like maybe that. the push yeah. theory. Parents yeah. should absolutely tell, tell their twins. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> because the, I'm not. I, I'm not saying they shouldn't, but they're like all thinking about like the birth order shit. Like they don't want to like project that. They don't want their oh. kids to or assume like a psychological that role. Thing? Yeah. Oh. If you tell who's the older, then the older one's going to act like the older one. The younger one's going to act. And they just sort of like want you to act however you organically want to act. We no, switched think, that a long time yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like you. yeah. That's uh-huh. interesting. You, well, we just realized that, you know, with, we have our strengths lie in different areas oh, of yeah. our lives. Mm-hmm. And I'm always happy to let her take the lead in most of the stuff. And I'm just a little bit more laid back. So. Mm-hmm. Are you the funnier one? No, no she is. Well, the. 100%. the <laughs> The the like the younger one is always like the funnier one. No, I'm not that funny. No. I think she's funny. I think you're funny. Really? Yeah, we laugh at each other's jokes. All the I time. always laugh at your jokes. Yeah. You always know. make me laugh. <laughs> well, you know, especially like in the context of like the podcast, she's yeah. always the content and then I'm just like the side commentary with the I good one gotcha. liners. So I, I try to tell her she's you know, more than that, but <laughs> she does she, her, I, I I definitely have become more than that. Your one liners you. hit. Um what was it gonna do you work with a lot of parents? I used to. So I used to specialize in working with families and parents, and I taught parenting classes, like, wow. at the beginning of my career. I always, like, am so fascinated with people that work with parents because I'm like, do you just look every day at your clients and think, 
none of you should have been parents <laughs> or yeah. maybe maybe half of them but like. well that's the that was the fucking problem is that I, yeah. I mostly focused on kids but it wasn't so much the kids fault it was no, the parents, the parents. Fault it was, for doing yeah. like the bad parenting yeah. and the parents would come in and they wouldn't be open to like getting influenced especially yeah. i was 24 when i became a therapist oh wow so wow. like what does this little baby therapist know about yeah. like i didn't have kids i still yeah. don't have kids do you want kids i do not want kids okay no yeah okay. i'm very sure about that uh, and so there was like this, why would you take advice from a non-parent sort of vibe that yeah. I was getting? And I was like, cause I have a degree in child development and marriage and family therapy. And I've been teaching parenting classes for a while, but still like, mm-hmm. I don't have the lived experience of being a parent. So eventually I got really fucking tired of working with parents and I was like, I'm never going to fucking do this again. So <laughs> I haven't. You switched to relation. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you make a switch to like more relationship type or I guess maybe just like yeah. people? Then yeah. I switched to, after I stopped seeing families and parents, I was just like, I'm only going to see adults. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that are So it was mostly like 20s, people in their 20s when mm-hmm. I was in my 20s that were coming in and they all struggled with like very similar stuff where they had like an anxious attachment style mm-hmm. where they felt like they were codependent or it felt like... Um, they're having like an existential crisis of like, I didn't think that I would, you know, I'm 30 years old. I thought my life would look a lot differently. Um, so we I were just having that conversation like, yesterday. Oh, really? How yeah. do you feel about your life and where you are right now? Cause we just turned 30. <laughs> oh, um, happy birthday. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> I definitely, uh, well, okay. Let's put it this way. When I was 21, I was married and I had a house and I had a very stable career. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, by the time I'm 30, I'm going to have all of those things still, but like more. Sure. And now, <laughs> now I am divorced. Um, I quit my job and I do a podcast. <laughs> and then, um, uh, yeah, my dating life is, you know, it it's there somewhat and then you know, yeah it's just everything looks so different i have an apartment instead of a house yeah it's just it's it's all different. <laughs> now we were laughing yesterday because <laughs> wait what had happened it was uh, like 9 p.m we were at the grocery store um i had had to like go get my license redone because it was stolen oh. and uh, yeah. we were just having like a bunch of like moving you know stuff to do and then we're just like but this is 30 shouldn't we have our shit together and i'm like well you know everything was in disarray <laughs> at least Every- yesterday yeah. today's much better today the energy That's feels good. much better yeah 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 so lots of people having that very same experience so of, i'm not alone you're not alone oh thank god okay. especially at 30 there's some sort of like milestone about 30 where it seems like oh i'm gonna be an adult at 30 i'm mm-hmm. past my 20s i'm not fucking around anymore yeah typically 30 doesn't look like what you thought it was going to look like so like these little 30 year old existential crises is sort of what i started to focus on but they were all talking about like dating and relationships and then i started doing premarital counseling because i only wanted to talk to couples that were like still in love mm-hmm. uh, yeah the cut because there's you know plenty of couples that come into therapy that have not had sex for 10 years <gasps> haven't like been like had a real conversation in five years and they've been together for 30 years and they come and sit down they're like fix me and i'm just like get that bad energy out of my fucking office like i do not <laughs> break the fuck up happen? like yeah <gasps> it happens a lot there's because i feel like there's a lot of like feelings of security Mm-hmm. in a relationship even if it's not serving you or if it's unhealthy and there's just like consistency and we're used to like having the same sort of day 
over and over again, even if it's not a good match for us. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, like, the shit hits the fan or somebody wakes up and they're just like, what the fuck have I been doing for yeah. the past 10 years? And then they go to therapy and it's like, babe, you should have been in therapy so much earlier. Um, so I still see premarital counseling, and but typically, like, newer couples mm. um, that get into, like, fun fights and not, like, horrible, depressing, mean fights. In your professional opinion, what is a healthy amount of time to go without sex in a relationship? Uh. <laughs> I'm curious because now you mentioned the 10 years thing and I'm like, because I remember our friend was saying recently, she was like, you know, her and her, um, you know, boyfriend, they've moved in or that, you know, they've been living together. Things have gone a little kind of stale. Um, but she said the, the most they went was like a month. And I'm like, that's healthy. Mm-hmm. I think if you if it's more than like three months, then it's probably time to have a conversation about it. But yeah, uh, for me, I don't think if I was in a relationship, I don't think I could go more than like a month. A month is a long time. Yeah. 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 What's yeah, your you, opinion? You yeah. So what, what do you think is the healthy, the meter? Uh, I want to give you just like an answer, but mm-hmm. obviously it's all relative. It's just, you know, like yeah. whatever the fuck. But also, do you know like the average amount of times that people have sex for like if you're in your early 30s, the average amount of time people have sex per month do you know what it is? No. Do you? Yeah. What? Well, uh, I'm gonna guess per month for a 30 year old, uh, five. Uh-huh, good guess. Um, I was, gonna, I don't know. Um, yeah, like five to ten. Yeah, it's three to four. What? So it's actually once a week. Less than one, a little less than once a week. Oh. <gasps> yeah. So that kind of puts things in perspective that yeah. if you are having sex more than three to four times a month, you're beating out the average. So I mean, I, yeah. That's Shit. good. I feel like that is so, okay. You know, my original answer before I said five to 10 was going to be two. <laughs> two? Yeah. <laughs> Why two? Well, because I was thinking about it from the perspective of like, I know my life and I'm I very busy all the time. I like to pre-plan my play dates or, you mm. know, we whatever where I get dick mm-hmm. because otherwise like it just my day-to-day keeps me so busy that I'll just you know forget and I'll yeah. like even when I'm horny I'll just you know have to only masturbate because I don't have time to right. like I don't have a consistent partner I have play partners but their schedules all vary um so I at least try to do once a week if I can make it happen. But then like some weeks you know I'll have like four play dates and then the next week I'll have zero. <laughs> so, yeah that's yeah. true. So typically you all like, do you, you schedule sex? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You're, you're big on scheduling. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my current play partner, at least what's, uh, he's uh, in an open relationship. He has a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of let him take the lead on whenever he's ready to, you know, or w- when I'm good to go over. Um, and sometimes he, he can keep it pretty spontaneous, which is nice. But for the most part, like if it's like, if I'm, the one scheduling it, then I'm like, okay, two weeks in advance. Are you free on Tuesday? Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Um, at 7 p.m., we're gonna bang. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> because otherwise, yeah, I, I've got a lot of shit going on. I, I it's, yeah. I don't always like have the the pleasure of spontaneity. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's the thing is that like I think a lot of people they want to have more spontaneous sex or they mm-hmm. want all their sex to be spontaneous, but I feel like. Typically, sex is never spontaneous. Even at the very, like, first part of dating somebody, and let's say you're, like, honeymooning, mm-hmm. you know if you're going to fuck that night. Yeah. Like, you're yeah. getting ready, you're going on a date, you're planning to have sex. Even if it isn't, like, yeah. written on the fucking calendar. Exactly. You know that you're doing it. So I feel like spon- like 
spontaneous sex only happens like one to three percent of the time and all the rest so you might as well just fucking schedule it yeah because that's what we're doing anyways um but is that your practice as well do you prefer to like do you schedule (laughs) (laughs) i schedule sex i usually talk at the beginning of a relationship that like my goal is to come once a day and i would love to do that with you love that okay um but you don't have to be there if you don't want to be Ah. Um, so usually so in a relationship i like to have sex once a day yeah Um, yeah that might not be realistic but that's what i'm shooting for And, and if we create that schedule then like it's sort of like magically time opens up every day because mm-hmm. we know we're gonna do this and i definitely <laughs> prefer before dinner sex yeah. Same. The, yeah yeah oh i'm glad i'm not alone in that i for me 3 p.m mm. 3 p.m sex is like the best when i was in um a relationship where we lived together um and we were engaged um, I would we would always have sex like around like 5 p.m. So like mm-hmm. I'd come home, he'd come home, we'd bang it out and then, you know, have dinner, take care of the pets, go mm-hmm. to the gym, whatever. And that was like the schedule. And it was great. Yeah. Like once a day is really nice when you're in a relationship. That's what I was going to say. I feel like when you're in a, and that's why like when I hear of couples that are like, oh, wow, it's been 10 years and they haven't had sex. I'm like, what? Because I'm like, when you are in a relationship, then, you know. Like you, you're both there for the same reason. Obviously, you like each other, love each other, whatever. You're there. You want to bang each other as well. And so then it's like, okay, why aren't you making more use of that? Because like for single people, you know, like us currently, it's like you know, the average three to four times a month or whatever it is. And so it's like when I'm in a relationship, it's I like to if I can go for every day, great. I I'd like to aim for five days out of the week. Mm-hmm. And um. And I remember at least the last time that I was dating someone a little bit more consistently, um, it got to the point where they were like, I can't keep up with this. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm sorry. This is why I have other people I sleep with. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I have a high sex drive. And so, yeah, that's just me personally. Yeah. But if you're in a relationship, I feel like you should be taking advantage of the fact that totally. you've got someone you can bang every day if you want to. But I feel like maybe like going back to that question of like how long is too long yeah. to go without sex Here's another stupid fucking therapy answer, therapist <laughs> answer that we can't like be direct and it's very annoying. Um, as long as you're not resenting the person mm, yes. or building like contempt or anger towards them, yeah. as long as you're not being like passive aggressive towards them, yeah. then go go ahead and take a month or two or three if you want. But if you like reach that point where you're um, punishing them sort of like subtly mm-hmm. or you're avoiding mm-hmm. them or you're trying to kind of hurt them because you're feeling hurt. Yeah. Then that's when it's gone too long. So we yeah. all have like a different gauge, right? What Have you ever had partners in the past that maybe like you felt there wasn't as much intimacy as you would have wanted and like what was your response like on a personal perspective not like a how therapy. did i punish them subtly? <laughs> Is that- or like how, how did you handle it maybe not punish but like how did you handle it uh, i mean in my marriage i was married for seven or eight years or something so for most of my 30s i was married uh and our sex was like really up and down mm. i remember like so in my 20s there was a lot of fucking Love that. And that was really fun and really exciting and went to sex clubs and kind of played around a little bit. Love that. Uh Uh-huh. It was really good. And then when I met my wife and we first started hooking up and dating, I was like, this is really mature sex. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, mature like, sex, we're just relationship sort of like, yeah, sex, making eye contact, yeah. you know, like nothing too fucking crazy. Missionary. I'm so, yeah, missionary, which I love. This is like, I'm such an adult, you know. <laughs> adult sex it was very adult sex and i was like i okay i had some wild fucking times in my 20s -hmm. i'm gonna go ahead and leave that in my 20s yeah Uh, oh hell no (laughs) i'm taking everything i learned from my 20s (laughs) i support that yes but this is but i also like i was falling in love with her Mm -hmm. she was so good in so many ways yeah but our like sexy intimacy wasn't the chemistry wasn't as hot as it was before. And so mm. I sort of like made this, I don't know, excuse, I guess, looking back on it. But it felt, but I was like really, that felt really true to me. Yeah. And in relationships, if you're going to be like in a long-term monogamous relationship, there's going to be grief involved because mm. you're grieving that like maybe this is the only person you're going to have sex with. So you're not going to have sex mm-hmm. with anybody else if you're shooting for like a forever relationship. Um, and... Oh. And so I was also going through like a grief period. I'm saying yes to her, which means no to everybody else. Yeah. This is what she wanted. I loved her. This is what I wanted to do as well. Um, So our sex was mature, like I was saying, but not as like frequent or as spicy Mm. as Mm. I wanted it to be. Uh, So how did I handle that? Uh, like a annoying fucking therapist. I'd be like, <laughs> well, here's my feelings. I don't feel desired anymore. And how can, yeah. what can we do to like schedule sex or get more adventurous or create more novelty? Uh, you know, or, or even like talking about like opening the relationship or being monogamish or whatever. And she's like, babe, I told you what I was okay with at the beginning of this relationship. That has not changed. Mm. So then there was like more grief on my end. Like, Shit, that's right. That's right. I love her. We're such a good match. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this yeah. makes sense. Until eventually we got a divorce. Like, the sex or lack of chemistry wasn't like the number one reason, but mm-hmm. it was a reason. Yeah. Uh, so I talked about it. I was really upfront. She tried to kind of like make changes. We couldn't like meet in the middle. Eventually we divorced and then I went crazy on the dating apps. Love it. Mm-hmm. Would you say that like in the future, are you looking for something that's a little bit more open? I know you've talked about that somewhat on your platform. And oh my like- God. Yeah. So the, the one, like I don't, I didn't typically talk about like yeah. alternative styles of relationship. And mm-hmm. then I did, I was like, Hey, I'm looking for like, I'm monogamish. I want something that's like a little different and the internet went fucking crazy i remember yeah yeah. i remember reading through your comment section yeah yeah and i was like what is going i thought my followers were so much more fucking cool (laughs) i was just like how disappointing (laughs) yeah like what is happening okay but i loved seeing the non-monogamy community back you up we were all like fuck yeah (laughs) we got therapy jeff on our side Yeah, so, come on over. It was yeah. interesting. I didn't know that I was attracting mostly people that were like in monogamous relationships that felt really mm-hmm. strongly about their monogamous relationships, whatever. Like every now and then I would make a post that would end up on like the wrong side of TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Which was like maybe like Bible TikTok yeah. or Jesus TikTok, which is Jesus, he seems fine. But like <laughs> That's not like the content that I'm making, you know, so I was like, oh, I get some like weird pushback from there. But I didn't know that like a ton of my people were like had weird feelings about open or alternative relationships. That's one way to find your demographic. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is. So, yeah. So now I'm like more I'm looking for like a relationship 
I don't want to be in like a poly relationship. I don't think where there's like multiple relationships that have these emotional connections Mm -hmm. and it feels like a lot of emotional labor Mm -hmm. that I would have to do. Poly is hard. Poly is hard. So I'm looking for like one main person to do my emotional labor with and then like play partners on the side, maybe for like both of us. Yeah, that's kind of what. I, yeah, that's kind of what I've settled on. My marriage was um, monogamous and then monogamish and then open and then poly. Mm. Um, and I didn't mind like when him and his girlfriend, when they were together, like I loved their relationship and I loved her and we had a great time. But then, you know, we did divorce. And and in my journey, I've come to that conclusion recently where I'm like, OK, I think what I want next is like a partner that like, you know, we're it's just him and I, but like occasionally, you know, we'll go have some fun at some sex parties or, exactly. you know, find a, a nice couple to swap with or like mm-hmm. a threesome, you know, I'm, I'm very open to that, but, um, Polly was a lot of, a lot of work. I didn't mind it though. I mean, it was, it was fun. It was just like, I realized for <clears throat> what I want for the future, that's kind of what I figured out. And I will say like, because of our platform, like when we started the pod, it was all non-monogamy it was mm-hmm. and i had just like we just entered into more of a poly relationship so like you know kind of finally set a, settling on like a monogamish to swinging type of relationship i almost felt like it was like a betrayal to my like listeners oh yeah yeah and and i had to do that work too where i'm like you know hopefully y'all still love me <laughs> but <laughs> i've just decided that like i support polyamory i am 100% for it i think they make beautiful relationships for and i've seen shining examples i've seen Mm -hmm. not so shining examples but you know like i support it i've just decided that like it's not totally for me i I want more of a monogamish to swinging relationship yeah same for me i've just been so all over the place i think my (laughs) listeners are just like well we'll see where she settles um (laughs) but i feel like i'm finally at the place where having tried polyamory um and forms of non-monogamy i would I, I would like to settle for monogamish with, I mean, like, I don't want to give up group sex, play parties. Mm-hmm. Um, those, so similar to those, me. Yeah. 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 Basically about the same thing. I don't know. Cause I, I'm hoping that with whatever partner comes into my life, I, not that I, you know, I love spontaneous sex, but like my wild days would be like meeting someone at a club and fucking in the parking lot, you mm-hmm. know? So like, I hope and I still have like play partners that were like, we'll go to dinner and then like fuck in the parking lot. <laughs> um, so I just, I really want to be able to have that kind of energy with whoever comes into my life. Yes. Like I, I still want my sex life to be a little like chaotic in that sense. Cause like I get off on it. So yeah, you want it to be based in a parking lot. Uh, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Apparently. Parking yeah, lot that's sex. your kink. I was going to ask what was like, you know, when you start going on dates with people and such and you're like, okay, I used to be monogamous, but now I want something a little bit more monogamish, a little more spicy um, or whatever. Like what, what kind of reactions do you get? Have you been to Portland, <laughs> Portland, Oregon? I have. You I, know, have not. I have not. I have not. Yeah. No. I'm going to assume though that it's not the, well, actually they're pretty hipster. They're real fucking hipster. Yeah. And so. they're kinky as fuck. Okay. Ooh, so it's so, probably good. Yeah. Probably good. Yeah. So now, Yeah. It's it's not too difficult oh, good. Okay. to find somebody who's open to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Pacific Northwest, Portland and Seattle has a lot of kinky people. And in Portland, we also have some like really good sex clubs mm, and play really? parties. Yeah. We'll have to try them out. It, we do, surprisingly. Seattle, not so much for yeah, some reason. I could see that. I don't know why. 
Uh, but yeah, Portland is great. Yeah. So there's a big community there about, you know, for like ethical non-monogamy and monogamish sort Love of stuff. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's the folks that are like looking for monogamous relationships that are <laughs> that having struggle. a very hard time <laughs> and can't fucking stand Portland. Love yeah. that. You'd yeah. be surprised. L.A. is, I, I mean, I feel like all I met were monogamous men on the dating apps. You were always on Hinge, though. I, no, I was on Bumble. I Sorry, Bumble. Hinge. But there is a like a very large swinging community here, mm-hmm. and they're phenomenal. And yeah. yeah. So the demographics definitely can play a role in whatever yeah. you're dating. Yeah. Have yeah. you, when was the last time you were on Hinge? Do you remember? It's been at least six months. It's okay. probably been a Why? year Have and they changed a half? it? Well, I'm wondering if you had this experience. There's just like this like thing that's kind of trending on TikTok where they're talking about it a little bit. Mm. Where there's like lots of, there's these like attractive women on TikTok being like, so I only matched up with unattractive men. And I think the reason that's happening is because they take like all the really like the really hot people mm-hmm. and put them behind like a paywall and you have to like give oh, them yeah. a rose. Right. Do you remember how like oh. the really good matches they would hold back from you? Yeah. And you'd had to pay for them. That's dumb. Yeah. So you only matched up with people that actually weren't a good match for you or weren't as like attractive as you. And hinge has now become like, you kind of have to pay for it if you're looking for somebody who's a really good match. And oh, wow. it's all, I feel like that's all the dating apps right now. And and I I haven't even been on them, but I just know uh, one of my play partners, um, well, ex-play partner, now friend, uh, he used to work for Tinder. And Mm. he Mm -hmm. was telling me like that basically the the trend that the dating apps are going in, it's like you have to pay for it to like actually be of use to you because they want to make as much money from you as possible. I'm not going to do that. No. Yeah. Have you tried? I'm sure you've tried Field or Pure. Yeah, I like yeah. field. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um there there's and there's like more and more people in Portland that are joining field. Nice. So there's a good amount of folks there that, that I can meet. Um but I'm not on any dating apps yeah. at the moment. And Are I'm, you just waiting to see what the universe brings your way? I Or the I, DMs. You're out in the wild like me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm the DMs, I think <laughs> I'm gonna stop. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> I think it's somehow actually worse than the dating apps for me. Um, because like I said before, there's this sort of like projection onto yeah, me yeah. of who you think I am. Yeah. Um, I like, I think that it's like a really brave, courageous thing to like slide into somebody's DMs and just like shoot your fucking shot. Mm-hmm. But maybe there's also a little something kind of, I don't know. <laughs> like, I do that. Yeah. I've stopped I've, doing that, I've but done yeah, that. yeah, I've done it too. But, I mean, I, I have stopped, but one of my favorite, um, Success stories from the DMs was, um, do you know Pete on no. on TikTok? He has He's, a pretty decent following. Yeah, he yeah. has a pretty decent following. And I hit him up on, on TikTok and we became friends and then we became friends on Instagram. And then we exchanged phone numbers and we would just, he lives in like Colorado, but we would like, we were like best friends texting for over a year or whatever. We're still friends. Like we still like... Mm talk and stuff but we just like have a really close relationship um and i'm like okay so the dms sometimes do work but i've like i've you know gone into like you know some of like the bigger creators or celebrities and i just slide in like hey sure and it's you missed a crucial part of that pete ski story what (laughs) we had a layover in um (laughs) 
<laughs> we had a layover in Denver. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did fuck. It was fun. I, yeah. well, I, I didn't know if you wanted me to tell it on the pod, but I we guess, can oh, leave it out. If he, I'll, I'll cut text it out. Him. If he, yeah, but I, I was sitting in the car <laughs> in the suburbs of Denver on, in, in the driveway. Lot. Yeah, in the driveway while <laughs> okay, Cammie was right. getting railed inside <laughs> the house. <laughs> It was so a that fun was, time. Yeah. I was just chilling there. You're a good sister. But I, I am a good sister. I had you. a I had a guy that was like found the the pod page. He found my personal page, and I keep it on private. Mm-hmm. My personal page because that's for me. And he friend requested me, and I didn't I didn't let him in. And then he messaged me, and I accepted the request for the message. And he was like, "Hey, I think you're really pretty. Like, you know, would love to take you on a date. I live, you know, in Anaheim, so it's not that bad." <laughs> I was that like, is far. and I was in, um, I know, <clears throat> and I was in Dubai at the time and I was like, well, look, I'm my, I don't know you. So I'm happy to like chat a little bit here. And then if I feel out the vibes, like, mm-hmm. sure, we can go on a date when I return. Um, but I'm not letting you, I'm not giving you my phone number and I'm not letting you into my personal page. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> like we were like texting here and there, but it wasn't like really striking my fancy. Um, and then like I get back and he's like, so like, you know, now that you're back, you want to hang out? And I was like, I'm sorry. I just, I really don't have the capacity right now because I'm going through a lot. And, you know, I just got back from my trip and I just, I have a lot going on. And he sent me this long ass message about how you women and your capacity, oh, blah, shit. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm never doing this again. Oh no. He yeah. ruined it for everyone else. <laughs> don't fucking DM me. I will not accept. Yeah. Unless you're so. Henry Cavill. <laughs> yes. Right, right, right. <laughs> Unless you're Henry Cavill. There was, there's. I get quite a few DMs mm-hmm. and it's very flattering. And there was this other like therapist content creator who was talking to me and she's like, oh. I, I bet you, well, she was just, she was just a oh, okay, okay. and she was like, I bet you get so many DMs. You're just like constantly fucking. And I'm just <laughs> like, no, because like, I can't, maybe if I was a rock star and I'm like, fuck it. Like I, like I'm just going to do it, but I'm, I am a therapist Yeah. yeah. and there's something like I, so I kind of like, I don't have to act like a therapist in every single thing I do in my life, but there's something kind of weird about like the influencer therapist that's just fucking all the people that are yeah. sliding yeah. like that. There's, I don't know about that. Um, I'm also big on like, if you are going to DM me, it needs to be good. It can't just be like three fire emojis. <laughs> right (laughs) fuck that you gotta like woo me and like i don't want to do all the work at first Mm -hmm. do you just get the fire emojis all day long um we get a variety of on the pod pages we'll get like you know one only fans yeah only fans (laughs) question mark wanna bing hey i have a question (laughs) do you two fuck people together yeah Yeah, it's like the typical like really you know, blah shit that mm-hmm. I hate. But when I slide into people's DMs, I make it, I make memorable. it. I go with I make humor. it memorable, yeah. <laughs> Are you single? <laughs> Question mark. Yes. I listen to the podcast, you know. Yeah. One uh-huh. guy that I was, um, one guy that I was simping after, I was just like replying to his stories thinking, he's never going to see this. And then at one point, he finally responded back. I said something ridiculous. It was like a video of him and his friend. And I was like, damn, I need the both of you or one or the other. And he got <laughs> and he goes, what? And I was like, you weren't supposed to see that. <laughs> but they might someday. You got to remember that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, I'm curious because there's, you know, when, if we're talking about social media and dating, <clears throat> you know, are the two of them together? There's always a lot of advice on 
you know, oh, people yeah. that are on there giving advice, uh, you included, but you're a therapist. So it's like, yeah, you have credibility, sure, sure. but like, I see a lot of people that are like giving dating advice and I'm like, I don't know about that one. I'm mm-hmm. curious if you ever heard any that you're just like, what the fuck was that? Uh, you know why? It's the, it's usually from men. Oh, yeah. That are really angry and are being called out for their avoidant attachment style or something or like Mm -hmm. they're being told that they're not good or they're uh, they're problematic or there's something, you know, they're talking about like toxic masculinity. So like it's the angry men that come on the Mm -hmm. like TikTok or Instagram that give like the shittiest advice because it's coming from like a really defensive place. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like the advice that like has like the rules or how to like sort of like. There's like this negging energy or mm. like don't get back to somebody until however many days passes or something. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, that feels very fucking stupid. 80s, I hate 90s that. bullshit. I've seen that before where it's like you're or I remember I saw. Um, I was like, I can't remember if it was a TikTok or a meme, <clears throat> but it was basically saying that it's like, you know, after the first date, don't text him for like two, three days. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, that's fucking dumb. If I'm if I'm on the receiving end of that, I'm just going to be like, he's not interested. Bye. <laughs> and then the guy that I hooked up with in Germany, he said that, that he had seen that advice and that was what he follows. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> no. Did you ever have you ever seen that movie? It's from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Swingers. No. With Vince Vaughn. No, but now I can watch Wait. it. So, so this was like Vince Vaughn's first movie. This mm-hmm. is when he was. The hottest Vince Vaughn you've ever fucking seen. Okay. I'm looking this up. Yeah. (laughs) But in that movie, Vince Vaughn, like this sort of like sexy playboy, Mm -hmm. like hot stuff guy is giving advice to his buddy where he's just like, you got the number? Okay, cool. You're not calling for three days. You can't call for five days. Like it's a whole thing in the movie. And I think that was like the main thing that kind of like started. You shouldn't be calling. But after That's a first dumb. date, I'm fucking texting you that night being like, that was fun. That was Same. great. Yeah. If yeah. I if I really like the person, like I want to hear within a like five hour span of the yes. date. Yeah. Uh, something about like uh, the thing that always comes to mind to me is I remember when I met my ex-husband and um, well, he was my teacher. So I met him in the classroom. <laughs> but the first time that we ever hung out immediately after I like left and I was like driving away. Um, he had like already texted me and was like gushing about mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and I, and I already knew at that point, I'm like, we're going to get married someday. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't know we were going to get divorced, but whatever. Anyways, <laughs> so, <laughs> but I just remember like, I already knew in that point. And the second that I got that text, it just like confirmed to me that we were like on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think a lot of times, like when you're more upfront with communication, then like you can, you give yourselves like a better opportunity to see like, oh, we're both in this. 100%. Yeah. Cause if someone's playing games. And they're like, oh, I can't text for two days because, you know, that's a rule. Then I'm going to be like, oh, well, they're not interested. They don't care about me. Bye. I don't want to have to hide yeah. my enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to hide my enthusiasm either. Like if I had a banging time, I'm going to text you and be yeah. like, that was fucking good. Yeah. Everybody loves <laughs> to receive that text. <laughs> yeah. There isn't one person that receives that text and they're just like, fuck this. Yeah. Like, they're just like, oh, this feels really sweet. And on top of that, and I think that can also be a good indicator. If you, if the, let's say y'all went on a date on one side, they're like, it's great. I'm going to text that person on the other side. They're like, it's not so great. And they receive that text. They're probably going to be like, if they're not excited about that text, that yeah. probably tells them they're not excited about that person. Yeah. So then they can take that opportunity to be like, I don't know if I feel the same way. Exactly. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. So it's How not many that hard. Dates do you think you can go on to where you're, uh, where it's okay to, end the thing via text 
Like I think it, if it's less than three dates, you're so cleared three to, or less. Yeah, three or less, you're clear to end on a text. Okay, that's good to know. Now, what about FaceTime? Because <laughs> because I ended a year long and a nine month long relationship, <laughs> both of them, um, via FaceTime back to back after I filed my taxes. Nice. Yeah, that was. I no, I think FaceTime is totally fine. Yeah. I actually. And Thank I you. get like some bullshit for this like opinion and you can give me bullshit if you want to, but you're, you're wrong. <laughs> uh, that like once you get into a relationship and you decide to like define the relationship or be exclusive or whatever you decide to do, I think the next conversation you should have is how do you want me to break up with you? Uh, oh, if we break up, how do you want me to break up? Because I have like very, I want you to text me and let me know that you want to have a talk or you're thinking about breaking up with me so that I can decide Mm -hmm. whether I want to continue this over text or on the phone or FaceTime or in person. Like I want to consent to the way that you're going to break up with me. Now, of course you don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. You can just break up with me however the fuck you want, but I'll give you a blueprint because oftentimes when you think about breaking up with someone, you're just like, I don't know how to fuck to do this. Like, how can I make this the least painful for them? But if you're like, Jeff, do this, then cool. All I have to do is follow these directions that you asked me. No, I feel like you're both giving me these faces. No, no, I, I, like I love this. I actually love this because I've never heard this and I actually do like it. Yeah. I think spread the word, especially if you are at the point with someone, I mean, then this is just my personal opinion. If you are at the point with someone where you have defined the relationship, you're both like, okay, we're in this cool. Um, if we're breaking up, that needs to be in person. It's going to be a discussion. I do not want a phone call. I do not want a text. I want you to know that if there is something that is about to end this relationship or, you know, restructure it, it needs to be in person because that's the respect I want you to give me and that's the respect I want to give you. Do you want it to be in a private place or can it be in a public place? Private. I prefer private because I'll probably cry um, what <laughs> whatever day? in whatever end I'm on. Sure. What day of the week do you want it to be on? Um, honestly, I think a Monday. No, I would want it to be, yeah, I would want to be within whatever it feels right. Um, I don't, you don't prefer, (laughs) so I want like a Friday. So I have the weekend to like recover. No, you're not thinking, and I want it to be in the evening. So you don't fuck up my entire day. But I can kind of like You've react about and sleep. This, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Isn't this good information if you ever want it to fucking is. break up? Honestly, with me? I yeah, I would, I mean you have your blueprint, it sounds like. So I think that's yeah. great. I would prefer that it be, you know, towards the end of the day. I don't care the day of the week. Um, but also like I I do want some sort of consideration, like if the fact that like you know I have, I don't know, say a big work project coming up. Like Sure. And also I hate like, hey, we need to talk texts. I do not my prefer that. I really want that. really I, don't I know, know I know what you want to fucking talk about. Let's talk, <laughs> asshole. Let's do this shit. Um yeah, and yes, but also like not on not on or around my birthday, not yeah. on or around holidays. If you want to break up with me, fucking suck it up yeah. and stay with me during those yeah. times. Unless like this is just my preference, right? Yeah. You yeah. can totally do whatever the fuck you want to do. But I want to like give you the guidance. And yeah, I think you're both into this. I need to talk about this more regularly on your podcast. No, I I, I mean, I think now that I'm thinking about it, my yeah. blueprint would be right. I 
if you're gonna text me that we need to talk, then it needs to be like we're gonna talk within 30 minutes of that text. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. And, exactly. It, and it needs yeah, to be yeah. in person. Good so like, point. hey, I'm coming over. We need to have a discussion. Have I'll outside. be there in 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I'm yeah. standing That's behind fine. you. For my anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> I, it needs to, if we're gonna if you're gonna send that text, it needs to be less than 30 minutes from when I'm gonna see you next. Um I do prefer earlier in the week just because I that way by the time the weekend comes I've already cried Go it out. out. Go <laughs> out. <laughs> exactly. Go celebrate. Um and then I I would prefer in the evening so that I can cry myself to sleep. Um I found out my ex yeah. fiance was cheating on me on Christmas Day. So I'm really what? glad you brought up the holidays <laughs> because I don't want to go through that again. Yeah. New Year's sucked like <laughs> don't do that to me i agree though and that's such a great point that you should really be considerate about like events mm-hmm. in someone's life if you're about to break up with them because you're yeah. about to so, traumatize them exactly exactly and, and what like, about breakup sex i mean that's hard to predict oh i love breakup sex um I, I my last partner um that I broke up with in February, he and I, he kept trying to instigate breakup sex. We mm-hmm. had like a breakup sleepover. Where I like what? Spent, a breakup cuddle? Yeah, I spent the <laughs> night, but there was no sex. The next morning I was like, oh, uh, um, but no, I think breakup sex, it's like, I feel like sometimes it has to be spontaneous. Yeah, if it happens, yeah, it happens. Yeah, yeah. Well, breakup sex, I like especially if our last sex was not great. Like I want to leave you being like, what a good fuck that guy is. Right. Like I want to be able to make up for it if it was kind of funky before. Uh, But if it was really great sex, like mind blowing swinging from the chandeliers, we don't have to do it again. Just like, remember me that way. Yeah. (laughs) No, exactly. And sometimes, you know, I've thought about like my past relationships and I, I one for my ex partner, um, I remember that the last time we had sex, I knew that it was the last time. Mm. Um, I knew it and it was um, a little sad for me, um, but it was also just not enjoyable anyway. So oh. I was just like, wait, can I ask yeah. a therapy question? Oh, yeah, I'm a therapist. <laughs> okay, well, no, it, don't therapize. It has to do with breakup sex. It has to do with <laughs> breakup sex. Okay. okay, so one of my exes that I, or well, okay, this was a situation ship or friends with benefits. But I broke with him, broke up with him in April. Same day as the other two guys. I broke up with all three of them the same day. Um, <laughs> I, as soon as I broke up with him, I'm like, I need to do a clean sweep and just cleared my entire, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So no, I'm an alchemist. <laughs> I broke up. up with him in April. And then I we had like no contact. Um, and then for his birthday, I sent him cookies, uh, which I shouldn't have done. But whatever. <laughs> I still cared about him. And then in July, after I... Um, hit like something i had an accident with my arm and i went over and we just like caught up and he alluded to like breakup sex that we never had and Mm. the sex that we had before i broke up with him was like terrible not okay i shouldn't say terrible it was (laughs) i was in the room wasn't i you were asleep nicole you were asleep (laughs) always having sex when i'm asleep in the same room and i'm like you need to stop it's a boundary okay i know it it was an accident okay him and i were asleep and we were like cuddling and he just got turned on and just like stuck it in Uh and i made sure you were asleep because you were snoring and i'm sorry okay but boundary but it wasn't great like because it literally was like three minutes long and yeah anyways so when i saw him in july he alluded to like having or he was like you know basically having breakup sex yeah but then he was like 
you know, he was like, oh, you're single. I'm single. Should we try again? And I was like, what? Yeah, I think we should. And then he was and then um, or I, I tried to allude that I think we should. And he was like very unsure. So then I texted him like two weeks after that. And I was like, so about that breakup sex, because last time was horrible. Mm-hmm. And I think we we you know, like we had great sex for two years. Like, let's let's go yeah, out with a bang and give this some juice justice. Yeah. And he was like, no. And now I'm just like, what the fuck? I know. <laughs> In your opinion, like, what is wrong with him? <laughs> Everything. Everything is wrong with him. I was so upset. And I was just like, I, I think back to the last time we had sex and I'm like that. And then on top of him asking if we should get back together and all of this, I'm just like, I think he's confused. Well, there, there's obviously a risk to having breakup sex, especially when the breakup sex happens like months afterwards. Mm. Um, because mm. there's like attachment might mm. come up for mm. you. Uh, the feelings will come up. So like not having breakup sex protects you from those feelings. Okay. He's obviously in love with you <laughs> and he doesn't want to get close to those feelings because those were so scary and overwhelming. He's never felt love like that before. Like this is what you did to the man. And so good for him for having those boundaries. I'm going to stick to that. Okay. okay. <laughs> he, was, he was in love with me, deeply in love with me. And that's deeply, why he yes. <laughs> But yeah. But I, oh, was that the five minute mark? No, I'm just laughing. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, he's no. probably heard this a thousand times. I know. He knows all about Calvin. Anyways. But yeah. <laughs> okay. That was the five minute mark. Okay, great. Okay. Um, no, but yeah, I, I think you bring up a great point. The, the blueprint for a breakup should be discussed. It should be that like, so the, if you get shit for that, I'm sorry. Cause they're wrong. I, I thank you. You're right that they're wrong. <laughs> the, the shit that I get is like, you've just defined the relationship. How sweet and lovely is that? And now you're fucking talking about breaking up. Mm-hmm. The thing, the reason I like talking about breaking up at that point is because you're so into each other. Yeah. So you're like, it can be actually a playful conversation just like the conversation we all had. Yeah. We're like, just like, oh, but we never will. But yeah. if we ever do. Monday you know, night, 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Thursday or Friday during the evening for me. The breakup sex I want to have happen that day or <laughs> over the weekend. Like, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to like, unless, unless, like I said, it was really horrible sex before. Um, but yeah, I don't I'm going to people- die on that hill. I yeah, I don't respectful. think people play enough with worst case scenario <laughs> like I do in my head. Yeah, because so. your relationship is not going to fucking last, most likely. Yeah. All of them end eventually, whether you die or you break up. Yeah. And you're probably going to break up. Well, I mean, that I remember I told that to one of my exes once. He was like, that's so morbid. But I'm like, every really, I was like, love always ends in pain. Either they die or you break up. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was like, I there don't think you should no look at it options. like <laughs> Yeah, he was like, I don't think you should look at it like that. And I'm like, how else are you supposed to look at it? Like, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And I honestly, I think, you know, same, similar to a prenup, but it's like when you get married, talk about if you ever get divorced, what that's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Because divorce brings out the worst in people. Oh my God. It really it does. does. Yeah. 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 I got divorced and there was like this line that I really wanted to like say to her, but she robbed that. She stole it from, she, she got to say it and I was so <gasps> fucking mad about it. Wait, what's the line? The line. You don't have to share if you don't want to, but now I'm very. Oh curious. no, the line. It's a classic, okay. like yeah. that, that everybody should say with gusto. Um, <laughs> we we got like we were like let's split everything down the middle, whatever, whatever. But then there was just like a little bit of money that we couldn't agree on. Mm-hmm. We went to a divorce mediator. Mm-hmm. Did you go to? Have you ever like? 
gone to a divorce. You should have a divorce mediator on this podcast. Oh, that actually oh. be a great guess. If you know one, <laughs> yeah. send it my way. They are so unsuccessful at their job. <laughs> uh, they, they are so, so bad. Uh, and we had a bad one. The most expensive one in Portland because we're just like, we're fucking doing this. Mm-hmm. He made everything worse. We left that mediation session feeling like we were owed so much more from each other. And we like we were like at the top of this building, 30-story building. We both get in the elevator. We're like seething. And uh, we are going down the elevator, and she looks at me, and she gets to deliver the line. And the, the, and the line is, I'll fucking see you in court. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and it was just so good. I was just like, bravo, Kate. Yes. I, Do it again. <laughs> I love it. We did not go to court. It yeah. was not even close to, to doing it. The next day, we're just like, actually, let's just do this. And we were fine. Um, and we're good friends. And she is the co-author of my book that's coming out Oh wow! in what? July. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. Good on you guys. So my divorce is actually very amicable, too. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, because me, it was like, you do everything. And then you literally <laughs> did everything. Yeah. And, and then, then at the end, and then when he the divorce papers arrived, I'm like, you pay for the divorce. And he was like, I got it. And mm. that was it. And we we just decided everything. Now, I would say, now this isn't a classic divorce line, but the the thing that he said to me that I will always remember, um, the one line, and I, the moment is just like seared in my brain, but he said to me, he was like, I wanted to give you the world, but you're going to give it to yourself. Wow. And Did that, he rehearse that line? That I sounds so I know. I, no, he did. He was like crying. We were in the bathroom oh. in Greece crying our eyes out. And he said that, and that was like the moment that I knew that we were like, yeah, because yeah, he wanted to go give someone else the world, and that That's wasn't going to be me. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well. So Aww. that was a good one. That was a great one. That is a good. That is a good line. I know. Bravo. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought good the thing that when he said that, I was like, Bravo, yeah, Nate. Good job. You good killed job. it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, my ex fiance and I didn't have any good lines. No, like, no, no. Oh. He. Um, he kind of traumatized me with the way we ended our, our relationship. Yeah. Um, but uh, towards like, or later in the, re- or later in the breakup, he had all my pets. So I had, we had five together oh. and um, I had to go back to Kansas to get at least two of them. One lived outside, so it was fine. And then the other two stayed with him. And um, <clears throat> but wait, did was, the one that live out? Does it still live outside? Like nobody owns this pet. It's just he, like part of the wild. His name was Bubba. He was an orange cat that just roamed the neighborhood. Okay, I so don't it's know. A neighborhood's cat. Yeah, yeah, but Kimi was one that fed him, took him to the vet. Yeah, I, everything. I, I claimed him as my own. But um, <laughs> um, I guess the one line I remember is. Uh, he was neglecting the dog that stayed with him. Mm. So, and I found out and I took over the situation and I basically had someone break into the house and grab my dog. I'll um, edit that out. Dog <laughs> and uh, no, it's fine. I mean, sure. it's not like he could. <laughs> they had my consent and the key. Oh, okay, my good, good. name is on the title of the house. But anyways, <laughs> um, and he called me and he was like, that was a one he or the dog. He was like, he was the one thing that I looked forward to after you left. And I was like, and you killed him. Like <laughs> I was pissed. I was so pissed. So that that was that was the one moment after our breakup. That I love it. Stuck. I love those breakup lines. Yeah. yeah. There's always that one dramatic moment that just really yeah. seals nails it. it. Yeah. 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 Yep. Well, Tried. Jeff, this has been a treat. Yeah. 
Come yeah. back anytime. Of yes. Oh my god. Next time you're in LA, please let's record again. We didn't even Definitely. get to all of our questions. We didn't get to any of them. Oh fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that was <laughs> no. so that the flow was great. It was okay, so okay. organic. I absolutely yeah, love that it, conversation it so well. Yeah. 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 I had a great time. And so. now next time I start dating someone, I'm gonna be like, this is how you're gonna break up. Yes. Actually listen to the episode. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Don't forget Monday 8 p.m. <laughs> That's right. That can be the the title of this. And I think it needs to be like a week bef- like either before or after any major events mm-hmm. or two mm-hmm. weeks. I don't yeah, know. I support that. Anyways. Well, would you like to plug yourself? So any, for anyone that would like to find you, I'll find me on TikTok and Instagram at therapy Jeff. And I don't, I don't know when this podcast episode is going to come out, but oh, yeah, I don't know either. Um, probably, probably like two, three weeks. Two, yep. Okay. Two, three well weeks. then it might be time for you to pre-order my book, big dating energy, big dating energy. Yeah. Love mm-hmm. it. I want a copy. copy. Yeah. yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll pre-order. I'll pre-order. I will sign a copy. <gasps> That would be great. I would love but it. seriously, thank you so much. I love your content. I've been watching you for a long time. Thank mm. you for what you do for mm-hmm. love, dating, non-monogamy, everything. So yeah. You're very, welcome, very everybody. <laughs> He's like, yes. Uh-huh. Such a Capricorn. I know. <laughs> and y'all know where to find us at Double Team Podcast, at Cami and Nikki, my random thoughts on Twitter at Double Team Pod. And then you can find me on Sunroom. DoubleTeampodcast.com has all the relevant links and wear condoms, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Go discuss how you want to break up. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>